All right, Kev, we're back. Happy New Year. First podcast of the new year after a little holiday break. We'll officially start uh, season two of the podcast, I guess. We have uh, we have our first golf tournament in a couple of days. We are we are putting the NFL behind us, and we'll get to all of that. We'll get to our new uh, gambling game for the year in golf. But other than that, man, holidays, New Year, how are we doing right now? Yep, feeling good. Happy to have golf back. Um, yeah, excited about this new betting format we're going to have for golf. Excited to put the NFL season behind us between the Patriot woes and the mediocre to sub-mediocre NFL betting performance. Um Happy to move on to some golf, something I feel like I know a little bit better. Time will tell if that's actually the case or not. Um, but yeah, excited to kick the season off. Excited for this first tournament, even though it's sort of a limited field, a little bit bigger than we're normally used to. Uh, but just excited to to see it on TV again and and have some action in play and, and see what's going on. Yeah, we got the uh, we got the survivor pool on deck starting next week. We are currently up to forty five entries, which is a pretty good base pot. I'm sure that will grow. I hope we can get to the target fifty before we uh, start the season. But uh, tremendous growth so far, and we uh, thank everybody who's participating. And also, you should thank us because it's very fun to do, um, and and will be I'm sure sure a great time. Um, to close the book on the NFL, uh, we were going to sort of, you know, start and do our usual thing in week 18 with the matchups, but with so many teams sort of uh, either resting guys or not, you know, not declaring whether they're going to rest guys. A lot of teams have nothing to play for. A lot of teams fighting for draft position. Uh, really ugly slate of of lines today. And when I saw the Ravens as a uh, underdog in the first game that I looked at, um, I knew it was going to be a long week and we just sort of decided in that spirit we will put the nfl entirely behind us we will close the records for the year um and with that kev i want to formally congratulate you on a dominant dominant victory over yours truly came out above 500 at 40 wins 34 losses and one push uh thank you jets on that one um for a glistening 53 percent uh win percentage which as we were doing some amateur math off camera is one percentage point below professional level, right? If I'm if I'm doing that correctly, yeah, I'll consider it a success for me. Uh, betting the NFL is just tough. So, um, I told I said off can't you know offline that if you had asked me before we started the season, I would probably have thought that I would not quite finish that high, or maybe maybe right around there, I would have been I guess hopeful for. But, yep, um, happy to ta- happy to have been that successful. I don't really feel like I deserved it, but I guess I. Uh, you know, got a little lucky there in enough weeks and and was able to come out on top. But um have to congratulate Ed as well. I know you came away with a big fantasy win. We both came away with some big fantasy uh, yes. wins this uh past weekend. You more than me. Um and always feels good. You know, fan anyone who's played fantasy for as many years as we have, or even if you're kind of new to it, uh, you know how hard it is to to go all the way in fantasy leagues. You know, I think for myself, I always consider if I'm able to get to the semifinals, that's a, a successful year in my book. And beyond that, you know, factors outside your control, you, you can't always control who who wins it all. But um, I was fortunate enough to get to semifinals in, in both the leagues that I'm in this year. Um, so I consider it a successful year. And, and I know you had a good year as well. So, yeah, if you take the ring home with you, that's always what we're looking for. Um, yeah, I play in five leagues, two of which are sort of long-term like dynasty leagues. And I was out of contention really early. So three of which I was pretty serious about, uh, one 
the biggest one in terms of prize pool um, and then lost in the finals uh, and was ahead going into one minute and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter of the final game of the fantasy season. Um, but unfortunately could not pull that out. Thanks to a garbage time uh, Ty Chandler catch. Uh, congrats to Scott. If he's listening for yet another championship, um, I was going through the league archives uh, that league that I, I started that you play in as well has been in, I, I think existence now for 12 years and at some point, Scott and I are going to get on this podcast, like first take and argue who the greatest of all time is, because I think we're both now tied with three championships. My average finishing position is higher than his, but he's also beat me in two out of three finals. So it's it's a weird little subculture for the three people that actually care about that. But um, yeah, always good to get the W. Um, yeah, my my gambling ended at a less than stellar 35 wins, 42 losses and three pushes. I really sort of was disappointed in that. I was hoping to just break 500 by any measure. Um, did not obviously do that. And then today was sort of doing some self-reflection on what happened to me uh, because I got off to a pretty good start where I was hitting around 57, 58%. And then I feel like the entire second half of the season, I did not win a week period. Um, and I just kept sticking with the same teams that I believed in and kept that faith for just way too long and continue to get burnt by the same two or three squads. And that sort of gets to, you know, the next thing we're going to do, which is another season-long gambling thing. And I feel like I am definitely ripe to fall in the same trap. Like, I have my favorites uh, in terms of golfers, uh, how they play their game, uh, certain tournaments favoring different guys. But I definitely have a group of five, 10 guys that I really like and really respect. And I ride at least last year and the year before, and almost more importantly, like five or 10 guys that I, I don't ever really jump. Uh, I don't ever really bet on. And yeah, like maybe to my detriment sometimes. So I've gone into this exercise that we're doing, and this, I guess will be the, the intro to it. Uh, so we're going to bet season long. Uh, Kev, you and I five picks a week, just like the NFL, we're going to start with a thousand fake dollars and we've sort of set the parameters that every week you have to make five bets and every one of your bets has to be a minimum of $10. Um, when I was doing this, I didn't really limit what I would bet on per week. Like if it's available on a sports book, I think it's fair game regardless of what the odds are. Uh, and then, like I said, no real min or max. Um, other than when you run out of money, we'll have to sort of plan for for what's going to happen then. We'll have to break some kneecaps on on air or something. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to get to our first tournament. It is sort of an unorthodox uh, event, but like golf season is in full effect, and it starts with the good old Century Tournament of Champions in beautiful Hawaii at the Kapalua Plantation Course. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this, dude. What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, excited to um familiar sort of um course and and uh, we've seen it in the past. So I've seen a bunch of videos on uh, already posted online. Um it looks super windy. Um just all the sort of like practice round shots that I've seen. Um I saw one posted by um Song Jay's caddy, Willie Wilcox, which if you don't follow him on Twitter, he's a great follow, one of the great caddies on tour. Um posted him hitting like a three iron 200 plus yards, like straight into the wind and, and there's no tracer on it or anything, but the initial sort of ball flight just looks insane. Um, and I saw another um, one posted by Dan Rappaport of Eric Cole hitting like a little um, sort of downhill chip shot where he landed like 
20, maybe 20, 30 feet short um, of the hole and even like 10 feet short of the green. And it just sort of trickles all the way down kind of just speaks to the, um, you know, super sort of um, undulation of the course. And and you've heard a lot of, if you, if you've been following and, and know anything about this course, um, a lot of comparisons to sort of Augusta and that kind of like walk and, and, um, and just sort of level of, of undulation again. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm very excited for it. Di- sort of different field than we've seen um, this year than we have in years past. Normally, obviously it's called the tournament of champions. So you need to win a PGA tour event in the previous um, calendar year in order to be eligible this year. They over, um, also opened it up to, uh, I don't remember what the number is, but certain yeah. guys inside the the top, you know, it's FedEx. the entire the entire FedEx finalists, top fifty, and yeah. then all the other champions. I think we ended up with fifty nine, unless somebody withdrew going to the tournament, which is like you said, way bigger than than what we're used to. Right, right. So yeah, obviously some overlap there between guys who have won and guys inside the top, you know, the FedEx finalists. But um, yeah, just a, a much larger field than we're used to. But I'm I'm sort of excited for that. I think it it, it brings a nice mix of all the guys you want to see and some sort of second tier guys as well who, who had some really good seasons last year and who I'm excited to to watch play. Yeah. Uh, obviously no cut for survivor purposes, even though that won't matter this year, but this is sort of like a ceremonial, like opening event. It's a par 73 course that isn't really in terms of like the actual difficulty of the course itself, like not that difficult, like a very beautiful track, but not a lot of punishment off the fairways, very large greens. And then you sort of referenced it like the the scenes of some of these shots that we're going to see over the weekend will be just absolutely beautiful. Um, I know. And also this, you know, this year's tournament uh, is the first since the Maui fires. I know that will sort of be a, a theme for the weekend. Uh, from what I read, a lot of the people that worked at this course potentially lost uh, property. Uh, you know, the course is very close to, to one of the areas. Um, but you're going to see some fantastic uh, ocean views, um, you know, seaside shots and some great like still shots there. But the protection of this course and, and Kev, you mentioned it, I think, is like the wind and the the strength and unpredictability of the wind. So that'll sort of be interesting to see um, who that favors uh, this early in the season. And, you know, this is this to me, like especially you know, the first couple events of the year, this one won't matter. But, you know, when we're thinking about the survivor pool and, and how we're going to gamble, like really sort of feeling it out for me. And I feel like these are the the, the toughest events to get a hold of um, because, frankly, you haven't seen most of these guys play unless they played, you know, a random DP event, um, you know, over the fall. Um, I know personally last year, like, you know, looking back on the season and, and the duration of it, uh, if you had sort of taken the first couple of tournaments, you could get a pretty good feel uh, for, you know, a large chunk of the season uh, for a few of these guys, both good and bad. Um, you know, we had, we had John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler play extremely well in the first tournament. I, me- I remember, I think Rahm is the defending champion, right. Of this tournament, yeah. obviously won't be playing in this field uh, after his move, but like uh, he stormed back on, on day four of this tournament to overtake Morikawa, but obviously ended up, you know, having the, the arguably the best season. I think he was named player of the year by the writers. So that was a little forecast. Uh, some, somebody who like struggled, like Sung J M struggled first couple events and then really never like clicked. Like Matt Fitzpatrick had a really rough stretch early in the season. So it's a good time to sort of see these guys and actually like watch them hit golf shots and watch their body language and, and how they're competing. Cause I do think there's a lot that can be gathered 
um, you know, based on this first small sample size. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned, obviously, John Rahm, the defending champion from last year. That was the first of his multiple wins to start off the season, just an, an absolute dominant stretch. And if you remember the first month or, or two of the season there, um, and then obviously carried him on to the Masters victory as well. Um, yeah, he he won this tournament at 27 under last year. So obviously, to Ed's point, he mentioned it earlier, but there, it's a there is fast. Yeah, there yeah. is going to be a lot of scoring. Um, so just keeping that in mind in terms of the guys you're targeting and, and, you know, you're going to have to go out there and, and make a ton of birdies, but, um, yeah, super wide fairways, very easy to drive the ball around here, um, and super large greens as well. So, um, you know, even, even with the main defense of the course being the wind, um, these guys are still going to score and still going to have to find a hot putter and, and make a bunch of birdies in, in all four rounds. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. And uh, excited to get into the picks here. And I think the picks will sort of, you know, at least give us a sense of, uh, you know, what what trends we believe in, what trends we don't. Uh, before we do that, I, I would implore everyone to look back at there. There's got to be a YouTube clip of it somewhere, but I've seen it go around on Twitter. Dustin Johnson has a drive on the 12th hole of, of this course, I think three or four years ago. Um, that is one of the best golf shots ever hit. I suggest that everybody go look at it. It's a 433-yard downhill drivable par four. Drives it to about half, maybe maybe half a foot, four inches for a hole-in-one on a 430-yard par four. Uh, exceptional shot, and that will just sort of wet your whistle for some of the action to come. Um, man, I, like, I'm sure we'll, we'll hit this theme a lot. Really disappointing for me not to see all the stars in this tournament. Would have loved to have seen John Rahm. Watching those old school clips made me miss like Dustin Johnson at this event. Just going to be like a theme of the year. Um, and I guess sort of accentuate how excited I personally will be for the four majors. But really missing these live guys. I don't know why I feel like John Rahm like tipped the scale. But not seeing him at these tournaments is going to hurt me uh, real bad starting, starting now. Um, but we move on without him. So... Without further ado, uh, I will give you my first play. And I can tell you right now, I was very conservative this week. We were talking a little bit off camera. I think you went in the opposite direction. But I am a, a little gun shy from my my streak in the NFL these last couple of weeks. So I came out pretty soft. Uh, and in that vein, uh, the first play that I made was a top 20 play. And, and, you know, if you're seeing these, you're usually getting a lot of them at negative odds. Uh, I got a positive odd that I like here, and you mentioned him earlier, and it's Eric Cole in the top 20. Uh, the odds are positive 130, and I will be betting $10 to win $13 on Eric Cole in the top 20. Uh, I just think sort of his putting um, and second shot, I think that's what also, the, one of the, the trends that I sort of bought into is this being a second shot tournament. Um, and also one of the things I think that everybody said was going to be punishing is not only the wind, uh, you know, taking everything sort of, but most importantly, uh, these greens are enormous. Um, and I think the wind will leave a lot of very long putts um, with the potential to three putt and and three putting here and losing a stroke, especially in a, in a tournament that goes so low is uh, is going to be detrimental. And I, I think Eric Cole is a fantastic putter. So I'm hoping that just him being solid hit to, you know, tucking some good shots in, uh, getting him in the top 20 off last year's great season uh, at positive odds was too good for me to pass up. So that's my first play, but soft. I like that. that. I like that. No. Yeah. I considered uh very heavily Eric Cole to uh, betting him outright. Actually. Um, I know a lot of people 
that are on that as well. I know at the beginning of the week, it was something around like 65, 75 to one, and it's moved down now to 45. So when I was looking at the odds today, that was the one sort of deterrent for me um, to stay off. And I just wanted a little bit better of a number, but um, yeah, Eric Cole, if you don't know, uh, insane season last year was just na- recently named rookie of the year. Uh, well-deserved. Um, and yeah, he, he's, you know, he's been chomping at the bit to get back out there. He's been grinding like minor league Florida tournaments over these past two weeks and, and cleaning up there too. The dude just plays every single week. Um, and you know, he's excited to get back here too. So yeah, I, I like that play. I think it, it cashes easily for you. Um, and I like oh. him even to sort of contend to win. Imagine uh, being at your local private country club and seeing Eric Cole show up to your your member member or whatever. Like that's gonna be super lame, but yeah, that's, that's why I like little, him. I like him. He's daunting on the first day. No, I like him too. He's yeah. got he's got the bug. You said it. He plays. He plays. So at least I know. Like he definitely doesn't have the talent of these guys, and it will take uh, a very good performance of him to get in that top twenty. But at least I know he's been playing and is informed. So. Yeah, he's another guy. The reason I like, I mean, he he can spray off the tee for sure. He's not the most accurate driver, but again, at this course, like that isn't gonna matter so much. And not not to get into it too much, but I did, I didn't for that reason. Like I was sort of off. Another guy who drives the ball, one of the best I've ever seen, is Ludwig Aberg, and he literally his his driver does not move more than a foot. It's and crazy. That being his bigger strength, I just think kind of like is a little bit mitigated here. Whereas you know these guys who are not elite drivers of the golf ball can just kind of pound it out there and, and hit fairways regardless. But um, yeah, no, like that play. Okay. So uh, my number one play, I went with a full tournament matchup um, with my highest dollar amount. I am going to go with Russell Henley over Ricky Fowler at minus minus one thirty odds for the full tournament uh, risking one thirty to win $100. Um, I am yeah, as Ed mentioned, I'm gonna go very strong in this first these first couple weeks. Um, I'm just gonna my plan is to just try to bury Ed early here and uh, and play with the lead as we go up. Might come like to it. bite me, as if you remember last year. Um, you know, we learned a lot in this first month. Uh, Ed mentioned it, the struggles of sort of. I can remember the first one of the first tournaments at least. Uh, I think Sungjae and Tom Kim, two of the heavy favorites, I believe, both missing the cut in that first tournament. The uh, first tournament. The yep. first tournament, right? So what you think you know, you probably don't know all that much, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and here's my rationale. I like um, I like Henley. Uh, he's super boring, um, kind of short off the tee, but I don't think that's going to kill him that much here. Um, we mentioned the undulation, and, and at this course, there's just a ton of like um, collection areas on the fairway. So I think that actually is going to help out his distance a little bit, whereas he's not carrying the ball as far. It might just sort of roll out and, and bring him into that sort of range where he kind of – thrives uh which is like the pitching wedge range um and we've seen him get a hot putter many times in the past so um i love obviously this one pained me a little bit i love ricky fowler i love the season he had last year um but he sort of fell off a little bit towards the end of the season last year and he's also not super strong at this course i think he i wrote down earlier he's not played since 2020 obviously not having a ton of successful seasons over the past couple years Um, but even when he has played he averages slightly over, I think, 70 strokes per round, um, which is one of the worst out of anybody that's played eight, you know, eight or more rounds here. So uh, he just doesn't make a ton of birdies here. And for that reason, I'm going to go with Henley over Fowler. All right. I like that. I, I like that. I like the rationale. It makes sense. I hate it with my heart. Um, I'm a little uh, now I'm like double shook because I don't have 
a bet in the three digits tonight. So you <laughs> like we may just like you said, if you have a good week, like is it out of reach for me? I guess no. It can, go one, of, it can go one of two ways. That that was by far my biggest bet. My my other ones are significantly smaller. All right, all right, all right. I'm glad. <laughs> okay. I'm going to counter with my biggest bet of the night, and it is a monster at $30. And I'm going Cam Young over Tony Finau for the entire tournament. It's at positive 105, so it'll be $30 to win, whatever that's going to be, 30, 32 or something. I'll do the math in Excel. Um, but that's my biggest bet of the tournament. I just, again, like we're talking about a second shot course, and uh, this matchup, I think, like one of the few players that can actually sort of cancel Tony Finau out in distance, but. Um, give me Cam Young shaky putting uh, over Tony Finau shaky putting, but give me like I just love the creativity that Cam has around the greens and with his wedges. So uh, at that price, I sort of liked him um, coming off a disappointing campaign. I know that he's somebody that has certainly at least you know appeared to have a little chip on his shoulder after the sort of not getting a win last year for his first, not getting picked for the Ryder Cup. Um, I think he comes out looking for you know to make a statement early in the season, and I hope that will uh, that will cash for me. All right, I like that. Um, I'm going to go a little bit opposing here. Nothing involving Cam Young, but I do have a bet uh, in favor of Tony Finau. So my second bet is going to be, and th- by the way, this this is the great thing about this game that I love is is I have all these plays. I don't know about you, Ed, but like all of my bets are pretty much like a different format. And I think that was my favorite thing is like yep. going into each type. Yep. If, you have, if you're not familiar with golf playing, there are so many options that you can take. Um and, and I think that's the fun thing about it is just over the, that four-day period is you can cash in so many different ways. Uh, but anyway, my second bet is first round over under strokes. I'm going to take Tony Finau under 69 and a half strokes round one. A uh, little juiced up odds, minus 145. I am going to risk $50 to win $34.48. Um, I did the math ahead of time. And uh, for a couple of reasons, we mentioned earlier, it's a par 73, this course, um, I think it's three par fives, but only one par three on the back nine, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I believe it's a par 37 on the back, but he, Tony just, I mean, absolutely eats up this course. He, um, has, has incredible history here. I believe, um, he's shot over 70 or excuse me, under 70, uh, in like seven of his last eight rounds. Uh, now again, it is Tony Finau and you know, I don't know if anyone's burned me more, um, in golf betting pools, whatever it happens to be anything so for that reason, I went a slight, slightly lesser dollar amount. Um, but I feel good about this one. I, I, I think Tony's going to come out and shoot a low round in the first round. So, uh, I'm going to go with that. So it's going to be five under by my amateur math there, right? Um, four under four right? under Seven, 73. Yeah. He's going to be four under four, four under or better. Yep. All right. Feels reasonable. Feels reasonable. I just uh, yeah. You need. I, I mean, if you want to win this tournament, him. you need to go like eight under minimum every day. Right. So right. All right. All right. Um. Let's see. My next one, uh, is another just straight up tournament matchup. Uh, and I kind of like it for multiple reasons, but it's uh Xander Schauffele over Patrick Cantlay at a uh, minus one ten. So essentially even money. Uh, twenty dollars to win whatever that's going to be nineteen oh nine. I think it usually ends it up or something like that. But again, we'll do the math later. Um, Xander Shoffley loves this course, has raved about it, and then just my strong dislike of Patrick Cantlay for a thousand reasons. I know he's been in the headlines this week, sort of talking about uh, the negotiations and whatnot, and I just feel like 
as much as as much game as he has, and it is quite a bit, like he's a fantastic player. Uh, every time he speaks, I just like him less and less. So um, I sort of like the the Ryder Cup, you know, pairing matchup. I know they're good buddies, um, but give me Shoffley over Cantlay. I just like the overall game uh, of of the X Man in this situation. Love that. Yeah, I, I'm big on Xander in this tournament as well. He shows up in one of my later bets. Um, I, I think Cantlay will play well as, um, also, but if I had to pick one over the other, I would definitely be on Xander over Cantlay as well. Um, okay, with my third one, I went with a first-round leader. Um, along In the same vein as last year, I'd mentioned you know, John Rahm, the defending champion of this tournament. If you remember watching from last year, though, Colin Morikawa did lead for about Thirty, you know, uh, three round, three and a half at least rounds, if not more than that, I think. Um, so I'm going to take him as first round leader at uh, eighteen to one. I'm going to risk ten dollars to win one eighty, um, and I think he, he I, I just like him to to perform really well again this week. He, you know, if you remember, the reason he sort of gave it up last year was just and, and he just threw up all over himself in terms of of the short game last year, and that that just lost it for him. But uh, absolutely dominated the field, you know, for for three quarters of this tournament out at least. So um, I like him to come sort of out hot again this year and, and hopefully get that first round leader. All right, Kev, we're on the same guy. This was going to be, this was an interesting dynamic for me. Uh, you know, personally looking at, uh, you know, we don't consult. We, I know we know where the format, but we don't, we don't tell each other each other's picks uh, beforehand. Only so many teams you can be on in the NFL. Uh, and it's usually pretty obvious which ones stink and which ones don't. So sometimes you see some common ground, but like so many players to be on every tournament. It's interesting to see where we are. Uh, you called Colin out and I got him to win outright this week, uh, 12 to one. And I'm gonna put $10 on that uh, for the same reasons that you said. Uh, nobody excels more uh, with their irons, you know, second shot course where driving distance is sort of mitigated and but for just not only John Rahm catching a crazy heater, uh, you know, the the most intimidating dude in the world. But like you said, like it really took something special for Morikawa not to win last year. Um, I just love love the fit. And obviously the course history sort of suggests that. So I like him to win it at 12 to one. All right. Excellent. OK, number four. Um uh, I'm really trying to bury you with this one. And I took a long shot tournament winner. Uh, I'm going to go with Eric Van Royen at oh. 150 to one. All right. Have fun. He's <laughs> uh, fall swing winner. He did win it uh, at the worldwide technologies in Mexico in no, uh, this past November, same winning score as the tournament of champions last year, 27 under um, fellow joggers guy, just like Eric Cole. Um, Fantastic really, mustache. Mustache. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't realistic realistically think he has much of a chance to win, but of the guys that I saw plus 150 or greater, uh, he is the one I have the most faith in. So I'm going to throw a $10 flyer on him and hope to hit big uh, and put Ed out of commission early on this. That, one. $10 that would be to brutal. $1,500. That would be brutal. Um, I, I love it. I, so I, I, I shouldn't have reacted like that because I actually like this dude and like his game. But just like last year when I even dropped his name on a podcast of somebody's I was interested in, just like just terrible all year. Um, obviously got it together at the end, had a very emotional, you know, great golf moment win last year as, you know, his friend was sort of battling, um, battling uh, late stage cancer. That was a great moment. Um, but yeah, in this tournament, I just, I mean, that's 150 to one for a reason. I guess I like it in that regard, but just like, yeah, have fun, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. There um, are a number of guys who like in that same vein, there's probably three or four guys that I really like 
that really struggled last year. And I think, or maybe just hope that they're going to turn it around this year and have a much better season. Yeah. Uh, Here's here's one of them. I mean, you named it. I uh, so my last play is Sung J M to finish in the top ten. It's at uh two seventy five. Uh, I'm gonna go ten dollars to win twenty seven dollars and fifty cents. Um, yeah, just a guy who could never really find it last year at any point. Um, but I just he, he's too good for this to sustain, and that's sort of my my rationale for playing it here. Uh, a guy who can get very, very hot uh, with his irons and with his approach game, um, and in a in a tournament where you can go, you you have to go low to contend. Um, this is a guy who can catch fire and string birdies together. Um, so yeah, give me Sung Jay, sort of a bounce back season overall. Like he's just too talented a dude to struggle for for this much time. So I hope the, uh, you know, the off season sort of gave him uh, some time to figure it out. I saw that he was uh, speeding up his swing a little bit in some videos that I saw on Instagram. You know, I don't know what that what that matters for inside info, but uh, I like the faster tempo for sure. It was getting very robotic at, at points last year. Um, but just, yeah, like I'm going to say it for the, the 20th time, like just too talented a dude to hold down for very long. And uh, at just under three to one to be in the top 10, like I just I like those odds a lot. So we'll see. Love that. Yeah. Sungjae also tied into my fifth and final bet of this uh, segment. Um, this last bet is my favorite one of the whole group that I made. Um, shout out DraftKings Sportsbook for offering this sort of um, option. I've never seen this before. It was, it's called Top Finish Parlays. It basically lists a guy in the top five, top 10, and top 20 all need to hit, uh, and then the bet hits. So I have Xander finishing uh, in the top five, um, Morikawa finishing in the top 10, and Sungjae in the top 20 all need to hit uh, for plus 1600 or 16 to one. Uh, I'm going to risk $20 on that to win 320. Um, and yeah, it's my, it's my favorite play that I saw of, of all the, all the options. What is that? What are those odds again? 16 to one. Yeah. All right. I like, Crazy. I like that a lot. That's not yeah. a, uh, there's nothing unreasonable about that ask right there. I did not, I did not have a ton of time today to go deep into the DraftKings, uh, DraftKings yeah, offerings, which I love. It's called top. Way. Top finish parlays is the category. Um, yeah, and I mentioned never seen anything like that before, but I, I I love the option. I'm probably most nervous about the Xander top five. Not that I think it's unreasonable, but that's probably the toughest ask. I'm more confident, I think, in the Morikawa. I, lo- I love to finish top ten. And Great about that. Top yeah, top yeah, yeah. I feel good about those. So it's we'll almost see. like a golf like same game parlay. I like that a lot. Yeah. All right. So by by my amateur math here, I got thirty, sixty, eighty dollars. Uh, this week, you have significantly more than that. It's going to take me a second to add this up. 40, 90 plus 130, 220, 220. 220 is correct. Yes. All right. All right. So about 150 or budget uh, on this tournament. <laughs> week far, one. Far less week than that. One. I love it. We have no sample size. I just like, I like the lean right there. That is a, that is a big stones move. All right. I love it. We'll see. We'll, it. we'll tune back in week two. We'll let you know. That's right. All right. Cool. That's uh that's week one right there in the books. Uh obviously no, you know, no survivor thoughts uh because there's gonna be no cut and the pool will start next week with the Sony. Uh again, if you're if you're listening to this, please spread the word. It is a very, very fun event. Um, it'll make you like golf uh more than you like it right now. And it's it's fun to watch golf when you have nothing else to do. Um, Kev, we'll sign off with this. I didn't I didn't uh prep you on this. But have you seen what's going on today in Barstool with the hole in one challenge? Have you been following this? 
I have, yeah. Uh, loosely following, I've, I've like watched a couple short segments of the videos. I've, I've seen the highlights of the almost hole in ones. I think there's been at least like three, four of them, whatever it's been. Uh, insane, yeah. All, I mean, all I can realize these guys just lead like charmed, insane lives just to spend. I'm so know, jealous. How long he's been in there? Twenty one hours. Yeah, as of full, as of right now, almost a full day inside of a golf simulator, just hitting. I mean, in a way, agonizing. But in a way, incredibly blessed to be able to spend that much of your life inside of a golf simulator. Um, crazy, yeah. I mean, they they just come up with with great ideas for streams, um, stuff we all wish we could just put our lives on hold and do for twenty four hours. Uh, unfortunately, for most of us, it's not a reality. But um, yeah, in- incredible stuff. How long do you think it would take you to get in that scenario? And don't don't even think I haven't thought about doing this in my garage at some point. I don't know exactly. So what, what hole is he playing? I don't know. It, it looks like I didn't catch it. It looks like the, the short pebble beach par yeah. three. Um, He can't, I mean, it can't be like more than like 110 yards just based on I his think it's swing. Like, I think it's like 90 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like so it's, it's definitely like a makeable one. Yeah. I have, I have thought about doing this and trying to, trying to just curiously see how long it would take somebody to do this. Yeah. Um, I don't know if my wife would be super happy with that if I just decide to just hit golf balls all day. Um, at what point would you tap out in this process? And I know that he's let me let me get the shot counter here. Like when I saw it earlier, he was at like two thousand plus shots. I, I don't know how you have like that. That would like rip the hands apart a little bit. Um, he's at twenty three hundred shots right now. Uh, if you were doing this challenge like with nothing to gain. And I know he's sort of pot committed now and you like got to take it all the way. When are you tapping out either shot number or, or time here? I think I would probably lean more towards tapping out like over a certain period of time. Assuming I have no like worries of like at like other so let's just or, let's just like, say like this is worries. a, this is carte blanche. Like as much time as you yeah. would, as much time as you need there's no money on the line. You, you, everything else is not a factor. Obviously that's, you know, they don't have to deal with that. So in barstool conditions right. or, or even better yet, this is your job. How much would you like to spend? <laughs> I think f- for me, I think I could last. I, I don't want to say much more than like 12 hours. Honestly, I, I think I would just drive myself insane or just like be at the point where I just don't think I can do it after that point. Like I, I would just be frustrated enough to, or, or not want to do it enough. Maybe. I, I don't know. Could, could I keep going physically beyond that? I think probably, but I'm just not sure if I would have the will or the or the want to go on. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I don't, I've never done this before. I don't know if it would ever be like I would want to stop hitting because I could play golf all day. I feel like at least sitting in this chair right now. Um, I think the lack of sleep would be a big issue at some point. Like he's been up for 21 hours just hitting golf balls. And I just wonder like when my physical endurance would give out. And when I was sort of thinking about it, like hour 12 was like one of those marks where it's like, man, like that is a long time like what the other just, thing for me energy. too is is like what is the benefit like I, re- I realize it's a cool thing to like say that you did it and like once you obviously finally hit it obviously you're going to be excited for like a short period of time but like no one realistically is going to care about you hitting a, a hole in one on a simulator right yeah. like not us it's going to be yeah. a great viral moment for him like i get right. i you know they're in the page views 
business. It's going to be a great like thing for his little online persona. Right. For us, if there wasn't like a cash prize, like, like I said, it'd be really fun to just do it. You, like you want to, I know I eventually like, would want to do it like so much that it would like drive me, but I just don't know if I'd be able to stand on my feet. Like, hour 13 14 15 like i need to sleep like he hasn't slept at all he's also like this I, nobody's gonna watch like 20 hours of this but like called in a chiropractor today like had to get his hand uh taped up because he was bleeding through his glove took an iv at some point is he it's wearing double pretty- is he wearing two gloves also i didn't know I- one i think he went to two earlier today but he's wearing one right now i just checked okay. back in he's had two that have settled within an inch and it's just been so funny to like i can't imagine how that feels to like i am finally done oh <laughs> like you're so close and you have to start over again like his next one's 40 yards away and it's like that gotta be the most discouraging thing on earth yeah the worst one I, he's had a couple close calls he had one that like ran by the hole he had one that like was like a foot or two short but there was one that was like literally an inch one short. inch it was just tracking yeah. the whole like a dead dead center of the hole the whole way just i don't know if i could continue after that this might be the second surviving golf challenge that we'll have to have to import uh this off season after the uh after the augusta minus nine yeah, we'll go to augusta first and then see if they can set up a simulator for us in the club right more importantly more at that point you would think all right, sweet dude. Good time, man. I'm happy golf season's back. It's been it was great to talk like a little bit of golf for once after a little hiatus there. So uh excited for this, excited for the next couple of weeks. Again, uh newsletter comes out tomorrow, survivinggolf.substack.com. Uh I got an interesting like fan fiction series that's about to come out. I don't know how it'll be received, but we're just gonna try it and see what happens. Uh so you'll get a little peek of that. Um, and then, yeah, we're, we're on to golf. There'll be a little more, you know, topics more than the tournaments coming up, but excited for the season. Season two of the podcast begins new year, new year, same us, um, but exciting stuff, man. Uh, good time. Yep. Excited for it. Uh, Ed mentioned we're at 45 entries right now. Our goal is, is for 50. So please, um, if you're thinking about signing up or, you know, anybody that you think might be interested, please, please, please spread the word. We're making one final push this last week to try to get, uh, over that 50 mark. Um, so please help us get there. And yeah, uh, hope you guys enjoy this, the stuff, the betting stuff, this little segment that we're doing, um, the survivor and, um, and the newsletter as well. And Ed, Ed puts a ton of effort into the the newsletter every week. Please read it. Please subscribe. Um, it's incredibly entertaining. So, um, yeah, enjoy, enjoy all that stuff. And, and we're happy to, to bring it to you guys. Sweet. All right. See you guys next week.